Hey guys, it's Lucy and welcome back to Teen Speak Up. In today's episode, I talk to Bridget Lord. Bridget Lord is a 16-year-old climate activist from Massachusetts. She is the founder of Fridays for Future in Massachusetts and also works with Girl Up. I had so much fun talking to her and let's get into it. Okay, so Bridget, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, my name is Bridget Lord. My pronouns are she, her. I'm 16 years old and I'm from Massachusetts. Um, I'm involved in the climate action and justice movement. And then I'm really passionate about girls and women's rights and intersectional feminism also. I'm a part of Fridays for Future, Boston Climate Strike, Grow Up Campaign, and Girl Scouts of the United States. Awesome. So was... um... Was organizing with Fridays for Future and planning the Boston Climate Strike your first time organizing? On the scale that uh, September 20th was, it definitely was my first time organizing to that extent into that audience. Um, and there definitely were some challenges with that. Yeah, no, that can be really, it can be really tricky and like a l- very time consuming. I know with the, um, with the period movement, I did a rally with them. And it was so, it was like day and night, so much, mm-hmm. so much hard work on the phone with so many people. Ugh. It's, it's the best kind of work, but then it also is, gets really, really stressful. Yeah, it's the best, but it's exhausting. Exactly. Um, sorry. <laughs> okay. So what were some challenges that you faced along the way and how did you overcome them? I think that like asserting myself with new people was definitely a big challenge and I really was not expecting how hard it was going to be to approach new people um I mean I'm pretty comfortable asserting myself with new people but in terms of like the climate movement and organizing for um these climate strikes with Friday's Future and the Boston Climate Strike it's been really difficult working with adults who are very condescending and not really expecting you to be able to do what you're trying to um and I've been really shocked at how many adults within the movement, even and people that I consider to be friends and family friends and, and people that I know well to be so condescending and be so rude about our work. Yeah, I hate that. I hate when people are so demeaning towards you, um, especially when you're doing something that affects them. It's just so, it's so frustrating when people won't see, um, they won't take you seriously just because you're younger. Yeah. Um, what does climate justice mean to you? Um, so personally, climate justice is a huge aspect to the work that I do. I will never just fight for a climate emergency declaration or an end to fossil fuels. You have to look at the facts and the racism that climate change has in it um, inherently. Because, like, black and brown and indigenous communities are disproportionately affected by climate change, and to ignore that is to ignore, like, the justice of the actual issue, um, which we just can't do if we want to accomplish anything. For sure. And I think that, I think that a lot of people um, aren't focusing on that, and especially the media focuses on, on mainly those, like, very privileged white people who are at the, who, like, make sure, make sure that they're at the forefront of of um these movements like not to call anyone out but 
Greta, um, love her. I love the work that she's doing, and I think she's doing it all for the right reasons. But there were so many more people. There were so many people before Greta that weren't given the coverage that they deserved, and I think that that's not talked about as much as it should be. Yeah, definitely. I think that like we can appreciate Greta's voice, and we can appreciate other perspectives too. Exactly. So why are you passionate about climate justice and where did your passion for the climate justice from for climate justice come from? I think that it's really the facts and how much they scared me. Um, the IPCC report of 2018, which basically said that we had 11 years left to have a chance at um, reversing the effects of climate change on this earth, really terrified me. Um, at first, it was kind of just like paralyzing fear, like, I can't do anything about this. And I do think that fear is real for myself and for a lot of climate activists, but I think at the end of the day, like, we have solutions, we know the action we need to take, and I would rather, you know, fail in this fight and not get the action that we need than, like, die and knowing that in the face of danger, I did nothing. Are you surrounded by kids at school that are also, also um, interested in the climate justice movement and also so passionate about the same things that you are? I'm definitely not surrounded. Um, I think that there's a lot of students and kids my age um, that are really worried and passionate and they want to be able to do something, but it seems like something that, oh, you can only do that if, you know, you've already gotten involved or you can only do that if you already know this or you know this person, you know what I mean? Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize how easy it is to get involved with this fight for climate action and climate justice. Sorry. Um, so I think I'm definitely not surrounded by other climate activists, if that's what you're asking. Um, in my own town, I think that there are a lot of people, though, that are passionate about it. And there are lots of people. For example, my own high school has an environmental club that I'm involved with. Um, and we do have a lot of people that are passionate. But it's not what you would hope it to be. And I think that is because a lot of the people that I've talked to just don't understand how easy it is to get involved. Yeah, I, I understand the, the like, there, there's not a lot of resources when it comes to activism and there's no handbook on how to get started. And you really have to just like do a lot of work and like figure out exactly what organization would be right for you to be involved with. Um, so I understand the, the like, that I don't know how to get involved, but at the same time, if you really want to make a difference, then you would make the the time to to try to get involved. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so, um, did you did you just get involved with the climate justice movement this in the beginning of this school year or last year? When did you get involved? So I did get involved with a group called Youth for Environmental Change in April, and then I, so I heard about Greta in January, and like most people, I really didn't think there was any way I could get involved. Um, it seemed like such a big thing, and so like far off and distant, and not something that I could ever do. So I got, I heard about Greta in January of 2019, um, on Instagram actually, which is made me realize how important social media is to activism because it can get the attention of so many people. Um, and then I got involved with a group called Youth for Environmental Change in April of 2019. 
and they're a really cool group about the kind of education on climate change and what you can do. Um, I'm still with them, and I love them. And then I heard about the climate strikes that were going to be happening in September in August, and I kind of just jumped straight in. Like you said, there's no handbook. I just dive right into that, and I started the Massachusetts chapter of Fridays for Future, um, and then I got involved with Boston Climate Strike as a school ambassador for the 20th, and that's, that's kind of my the path I took, and now I'm kind of really just involved with everything there is in Fridays for Future and Boston Climate Strike. That's awesome. Um, is there anybody specific other than Greta who have really inspired you in terms of climate justice and that movement? Is there anyone specific, any activists that have um, been like, wow, they're so cool or whatever? Definitely. Um, my friend Ari, Ari Rubenstein, is so inspirational to me because there's so many cloudivists out there and he really does it for the right reasons. And then um, Leah, Leah from Uganda actually inspires me a lot. Let me just find her last name. <laughs> Leah Namugera from Uganda is really inspirational to me. She's been doing really hard work, and she hasn't been getting enough attention for what she's doing. Um, not that we do this for attention, obviously, but she's been doing really hard work and doing so well. And I think a lot of people disregard her because they're not really paying attention to the, the climate movement in Africa and in Asia and South America. And she is from Uganda, from Africa. And she's just doing such an amazing job, and I do think that she deserves more attention for that. Yeah, no, I think there are so there are so many activists who haven't been given the exposure, um, mm-hmm. especially in the climate justice movement, and that that needs to change. Um, <coughs> um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about Fridays for Future and what it's all about? So Fridays for Future. We don't have a one specific explanation. We like to call it more of a movement than an organization. Um, but I'll give you my explanation of what Fridays for Future is. I think it's really a holistic approach to the climate movement and to climate change. We focus on policy and we focus on art and social media and media, press. We focus on every method to approaching climate change and to fixing it and mitigating it and stopping it that we can. Um, we aim to keep global warming under 1.5 degrees Celsius. That is one of our main demands. And then to keep everyone, every country in line with the Paris Climate Agreement and better than that, hopefully. Um, personally, I'm involved with Fridays Future Massachusetts. I coordinated it. I founded it. Or I don't like to say founded. I started the chapter in August. Um, we're a very flat organization. We don't have a hierarchy. We kind of all are strikers together. Um, and then I do coordinate Fridays for Future in New England with Grace Yang. I coordinate Massachusetts and New England with her. She's wonderful. And then USA, I work on USA partnerships and media and digital striking. And then also, you know, our other campaigns that we work on all together. And then international, I help with communications with Fridays for Future. So I do get to see, you know, a lot of what's going on. Um, it is a very flat organization. We don't have a hierarchy. We all are strikers together. And then, yeah, I do want to make it so clear. Anyone can get involved. We know that, you know, we need everyone to change the world. So we're very open and welcoming to anyone new. 
Yeah, no. Um, is there is there a way that you can specifically get involved in Massachusetts, and how does that work? Oh, in Massachusetts, you can um, send us an email, which is connected to our Facebook and our Instagram, which is Fridays for Future MA, or Twitter, or whatever. Basically, with Fridays for Future, it's kind of funny, it sounds silly, but you can kind of just message anyone involved or any account and say, like, hey, I want to get involved. So Massachusetts, USA, wherever you're from. You can get involved really easily just by sending a message or an email. I know that you've talked a lot about um, about digital striking and what is digital striking? Striking. Oh my gosh. Digital striking was really started popularized by George Zhang and Iris Zane from they're from LA. George is from LA area, and then Iris is from Maryland. I think she's uh, from the D.C. area. Um, I, I'm so sorry. Um, my my uh, messages went, just went off. Can you go back just a little bit? Oh, my phone. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Digital Striking was started by George Zhang and Iris Zane. I think it was like initially completely started by George. Um, he's from the L.A. area. And then Iris is from D.C. And basically what it is is it's a compilation of all of the digital strikers we send in pictures we have a remind very helpful <laughs> um but we send in pictures to the instagram or to anyone who's involved um and then we create like a grid of all of the people who were digital striking that week um digital striking we sort of have themes sometimes this past week it was let russia strike um and we're trying to focus more on the congo rainforest which is being destroyed right now. <laughs> um, but basically, it's a way to show your support even if you can't go out and physically strike. Um, physically striking is amazing, but the expectation that everyone can do it is just not realistic and it's just not accessible to everyone. Um, and so digital striking is a really great alternative to people who have um, parents that won't let them strike every week or schools that won't let them strike, um, physical or emotional disabilities that won't let them strike every week um any reason that you wouldn't be able to you can digital strike or silent strike silent striking is another thing that was really um kicked off by sophia geiger geiger sophia geiger i think (laughs) (laughs) um that's how you say her last name but she's from brightest future usa but those are both like more accessible options for people and that's why i really love them so much yeah, no, I, I really love seeing the, the digital striking. Um, why do you believe it's effective? I think it's effective because it's another way to see how many people are passionate about climate action and about climate justice. Um, sometimes it can be hard to see because, you know, physical striking is just not accessible to everyone. And so that can close off the opportunity to show your passion and to show your dedication and advance the movement to a lot of people. And digital striking kind of takes away that barrier. For sure. Um, I know. I know. We talked. We already talked about some fellow youth activists um, that inspire you. But is there is there any um, are there any other chapters of Fridays for Future that specifically amaze you when you see things that are happening on social media or you hear about things, there are strikes or that um well all of them inspire me so much i cannot express enough how much i love fridays for future and so all the chapters i love a lot but um 
Friday's Future Chicago has been doing amazing work. Um, Camille Petticolas. I don't want to say anyone's name wrong, so I'm just going to say Camille from Friday's Future Chicago has been doing amazing work. And then my friend Nilo from Florida, South Florida, Miami area has been doing also amazing work. They just passed a unanimously a climate emergency declaration for the city of Miami. And because Southern Florida is so politically connected, we are expecting that most of Southern Florida will follow passing climate emergency declarations. And that just makes me so happy. It really just holds the government accountable. Um, that makes me so happy because they've been working so hard on that. Yeah. Um, so those two chapters specifically, Fridays for Future Florida, Fridays for Future Miami, and then also Fridays for Future Chicago have really inspired me. Amazing. Um... So the new year, the new year is soon. Um, by the time this episode comes out, the new year has already it's it's already New Year's. It's Friday. So, um, so do you have any goals for Fridays for Future Massachusetts for the new year? And um, what would you like to see that the climate justice movement does as a whole um, in twenty twenty? That's a great question. Um... Yeah, so for Massachusetts specifically, we really do want to pass a climate emergency declaration statewide. Um, If you're not familiar with climate emergency declarations, they basically hold the government accountable. It's um, a statement recognizing that we are an emergency and then you need to do something about it. Um, So it holds them accountable to pass legislation that we actually need to combat climate change in Massachusetts and the Commonwealth. And then we do have some priority legislation that we really want to support and we really want to pass in the coming year. Um, I won't list the, the name and number of all of them, but um, H2810 is a carbon pricing bill, which I really believe in, and Massachusetts really believes in, Fridays for Future, and then a number of other groups, our climate leaders, um, Boston Climate Strike, we're all really passionate about H2810, a carbon pricing bill, which basically holds the polluters accountable financially for their carbon emissions. Um, And then we really do believe in a just transition away from fossil fuels and not leaving low-income communities to fend for themselves against climate change because they're the ones that are contributing the least and being affected the most. So environmental justice and climate justice is central to our priority legislation. Um, H-28, H-826 and H-761 are some Massachusetts bills that address environmental justice and climate justice in the Commonwealth. Um, so we really do want to pass our priority legislation, and we'll be doing that through lobbying days and contact with our legislators constantly because at the end of the day, they work for the, the constituents. Um, And then for the climate justice movement as a whole, I definitely do have some goals for this new year, for 2020, for the new decade. I I really hope that we can become more united and focus more on what we are fighting for. I think that this movement has grown so much and it's been a little difficult to handle some of the problems that have been arising, like hierarchy and competition and cloudivism, as we like to say. Um, And I really think that that needs to end, or we risk the movement as a whole. Um, We can't get anything done if we're competing for attention or if we are, you know, fighting for a a title. We're not going to get anything done by doing that. Um, And if we unite and we can fight for people and fight for this earth, then we can win. Yeah, 
100%. I, that's something that I definitely want to talk about more on this podcast is, is how a lot of people are doing things for the wrong reasons, especially this year. Um, a lot of, especially climate activists or, or climate cloudivists um, have been doing, um, have been getting involved because they want Instagram followers. So they want, they want to be seen, um, they want people to interpret themselves as one way and they're they're not doing they're, they're just not doing things for the right reasons and it's really frustrating and um we need a lot less uh instagram activists and a lot more people that are doing things for the right reasons and it it definitely frustrates me and it frustrates so many other um so many other youth activists but i think it needs to be talked about a lot more and yeah, I'm not going to get into that too much right now. There will be another episode about that soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so at the end of every Teen Speak Up episode, we do like to ask a question. Um, and uh, this question is something that you might need to take a second and think about. But the question is, if you could say something to your legislators or our wonderful president, ew, um, what would you, <laughs> wonderful, very sarcastic, um, president, what would you want to say to them? I would just ask them if money is really worth more than people. It kind of breaks my heart to see um, and I hate to say politicians sometimes because they are people um, just putting money and putting political gain and status over real people and the future of this country and of this world. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. If you want to shout anything out, like your Instagram or uh, Fridays for Future Massachusetts. I'll just say that you can find Fridays for Future USA, um, just like I said it on Instagram, and then on Twitter as FFF underscore USA. Um, and I also just want to say that anyone can join the movement, and if you're interested, if you're passionate, then find someone. It can be me <laughs> on social media, and then ask them how they can, how you can get involved. For sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bridget, for coming on the podcast again. I'm sorry about the background noise. Um, and I had so much fun talking to you. And I look forward to seeing everything that you are doing. The Teen Speak Up team talks about a lot of activists all the time at our meetings. But your name has come up quite a few times. Um, we have we have a lot of our a lot of our team members are very inspired by the work you're doing and and I really hope that um, that people can learn from this episode and learn what uh, Fridays for Future is all about and possibly try to figure out a way that they can get involved. That means so much to me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am very inspired by Team Speak Up and I am so excited to keep seeing the work that you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to hit...
thank you guys so much for listening i really appreciate it um i had so much fun talking to bridget and i really hope you all enjoyed it Uh, be sure to subscribe leave us a rating and a review and um be sure to donate to the gen z leadership and activism summit i will link it down below as well as everything that bridget shouted out and yeah love you guys peace out